Hey everyone, thank you for showing, watching the special edition of No Vision Internet Radio Show. As you remember, folks, what we like to do is bring candidates to you, the voters, to highlight their campaign. And today we're lucky enough to have state representative for District 79, Mr. Art Fiedel. How are you doing, sir? How are you, Mr. Savala, Mr. Pastita? How are you all today? We're doing good. And of course, like you said, we're doing great. Mr. Jesus Bautista, not Jose. I always call him, I've known this man 25 years. I still call him Jose. Mr. Jesus <laughs> Bautista. <laughs> well, anyways, so Mr. Mr. Fiedo, um, so we're going to do, we're just going to give you this time to tell the voters why you're the best candidate. You are the incumbent. But before we do that, I think it's important for, for the voters to get the full context because there's two sides to each story, especially when it comes to politics. You know, the incumbent and then the person opposing. And sometimes it's not fair because one person says one thing and the other person says something else. But this way, we give any candidate the opportunity to come on board, talk about uh, you know their campaign. Uh, we had last week, we had Sissy Bird. She's running for Precinct 4, City Council, or um, County Commissioner. Commissioner. Mm -hmm. Next week, we're going to have David Stout. He's Precinct 2 for County Commissioner. And then we're working with uh, uh, Richard Sabinego. And we're working also with a gentleman he reached out to us called David Adams. I haven't heard of him, but he's also running for, for county commissioner. So before we go anything, Mr. Frito, if you don't mind, with your permission, I want to play a video clip of, I think, the, the, what they call the elephant in the room that may be brought up during the campaign. And it's just like I said, this is your opportunity to, to uh, discuss that. Mr. Bautista, do you have any, anything to say? No, I'm just glad that uh, Mr. Fierro's here to, uh, the, for this interview. I'm, I'm, I appreciate the fact that he's willing to do it, and uh, I think this this um, video is good for him, for all of us to see. Well, well, well like I said, I, you first know. and foremost, thank you for the opportunity, and, yes, and, and I look forward to, to <clears throat> spending time together with you all. Thank you, sir. Thank and you. Uh, like I said, like our Facebook page, No Vision Internet Radio. So we do broadcast our shows. You can hear get a notification of it. And so we're going to play that clip from KVIA, uh, and then we'll talk, come back. We're still in the ABC 7 Alert Center with more breaking news. State Representative Claudia Ordaz Perez has just announced she plans to run for re-election to the Texas House of Representatives. However, instead of running to represent the Lower Valley, which was here in now District 77 where she resides. She is announcing that she is running to represent District 79, which you see here, which encompasses parts of Central and East El Paso as well as Fort Bliss. Now that district is currently being represented by Art Fierro. We have ABC 7 Solo Signs standing by at Ordaz Perez's announcement gathering in East El Paso. And so what can you tell us? Well, I can tell you that that announcement was made just a short while ago, say maybe 15 to 20 minutes ago. And you can still see um, Sodas Perez out here. And the announcement essentially was made saying that she will be running for District 79. She had the choice to run for either District 77 or District 79 because essentially after those maps came out, 76, District 76 was essentially done away with. So she had to choose if she wanted to go back to the House of Representatives. She had to choose which house that she was, she, which district she was going to be running for. She chose District 79. Of course, I let her know that I had reaction from, from Art Fierro saying, asking him, what do you think about this? The fact that uh, Claudia Las Perez is going to be running for your seat. Essentially, he says that 
he, that Claudia Ordaz Perez is searching our constituents instead of constituents picking her, and that's why she came to this district. However, Claudia Ordaz Perez was raised in this area that we're talking about. Right now, I'm standing on the corner of Montwood and Saul Kleinfeld. She went to Montwood High School, so she was raised in this particular area. And now another one of the reasons that I, I, that she told me that she's running for this office, she claims that Art Fierro was an ineffective politician sent up there. As you well know, many Democrats broke quorum and they went up to Washington, D.C. Both Lina Ortega and Claudia Ordaz Perez remained up in Washington, D.C. while she says Art Fierro came down and helped break ranks from the Democratic Party. I'm going to have so much more on ABC 7 at 10. For well, there you go. That's the clip. And this is your time, Mr. Fierro. Address it as you wish or talk about your campaign. It's up to you, sirs. Sure, absolutely. You know, I, I find um, uh, Ms. Pettis' comments really uh, fascinating in the sense that um, when, as a Democratic Party, we decided that it, we it, we needed to break quorum, um, as a body, as a whole, we, we set out three goals. Number one was to break the quorum for one session, one special session. Number two was to bring national attention to the to the to the uh, the voter bill. And number three is to encourage uh, Senate and and uh, Congress to move on this bills, and and that's what we needed to do. After the first session, after we broke the first session, we accomplished those three goals. We accomplished the goal of of breaking quorum for one for one session, one special session. It was accomplished. The second one we accomplished was that we brought national attention. And thirdly, uh, Congress and Senate took up HR one and HR four. Now they haven't moved on it, but they—that was the, that's what we set out to do. And, now, and the, upon that, a, after reaching those three goals, you know, we made this. I made the decision to go back to Austin because I needed to go back to represent my 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 district, yeah. District Seventy Nine. I made the decision to go back because we were in the midst of a of the Delta variants of, of the COVID nineteen, bringing havoc to our community. And thirdly, because we had to prepare for redistricting. You know, with one of the things that we, we that we fought for, that I fought for when we were there, was to bring back Fort Bliss into District 79. After some hard work, as, and we brought it back. Uh, the The other issue was the airport. The airport was taken away. Absolutely, we had to um, um, fight to get that back. And, and I and I'm very proud to say both were accomplished. So, and I still so, think that it's amazing to me that after 30 days of fighting with. Um, our fellow colleagues on the other side of the of the, de um, the aisle, that and, and and accusing them of gerrymandering, accusing them of choosing their constituent instead of their constituent choosing her. Miss yeah. um, Bettis decided to to move into another area where where she thinks where she was choosing constituents. And you know, the, my question is, <clears throat> she um, evidently, the, 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 you know, the, the your constituents, the public in general. Uh, they 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 wanted that, and they liked the fact that you guys took action, went down there, and 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 broke the 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 you know the the ice, so, so to speak, with the Congress. Congress has not you know has not done anything over there because of the Republicans. So and the and the same thing is happening here in Texas with the Republicans. So you guys did the right thing, and I think and and um, so what she needs to acknowledge is that the the general public was all in favor of that. Yeah, and not only that, Mr. Batista, the, the other thing is when we came back um, in, in the second session, which I don't believe we, we, we broke any quorum, we came back because that was what our goal was. 
and and when we came back, we were able to take away the souls to the polls, which was a horrible part that was added to this voter bill. And it was really um, uh, opposing um, the African American um, uh, voters, and especially around the Harris County area, from going to going to the church, going to the polls after uh, after church. And so we were able to correct some issues that that yes. were that were in that bill, that horrible bill, because we were able, we, because we did what we said we were going to do break quorum for one session, and then come back and do the work of the people. Yes. Well, Mr. Brennan, I did some research, and, and this is, like I said, highlight your campaign. Sure. You've done a lot. You've done a lot of your time in the office. I, I think the constituents need to hear that. The voters need to hear that, because if I'm, I could be wrong now. I hope I'm doing this the right way, but I think you're, you, you, you introduced 10 bills, and you draft, you're part of 80 bills, or how does that work? I know you... So, uh, during this here. session, the 87th session, we, we actually got uh, somewhere between seven to ten bills out of, of the House. You know, it, and, and unfortunately, they were held up um, on the Senate side and, and they didn't get past that, that, that portion. You know, we joined, I'm very proud, our office joined, um, authored 14 bills. Um, our, our office was able to uh, co-sponsor 71 and 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 out of those bills that that we either joint authored co or co-sponsored, twenty one were were signed by the governor's desk. You know, in, in addition to that, I got to I, I spent hundreds and hundreds of hours on the election committee, um, hearing testimony, um, trying to make the, these horrible voter bills that were being brought to us uh, better. Um, I I was the the uh, the deputy whip. Uh, for the Democratic Party. So we invested a lot of hours above and beyond laying out our bills, above and beyond meeting with constituents, above and beyond meeting with stakeholders on the bills. You know, we, we had a bill that that unfortunately um, was held up for, um, in, in the insurance committee. So by the time we got to the four floor, we weren't able to get it off on the last day. But this bill was a telemed bill. For to to be able to address mental health and, and drug issues, you know, we right now we have such a vast gap when it comes to professionals being able to to address the the needs of of the community, the needs of Texans when it comes to mental health issues and and drug addiction, and and this would have made things so much easier, so much accessible for us as as Texans and us as as El Paso and to be able to, to get some sort of help. And, and because of the, you know, the, the COVID situation only added fuel to that fire. Yep. Um, you know, we, we're in such dire need, but we worked desperate and we worked hard. And I, and I can guarantee you that we're going to, uh, that's going to be the first bill that we file when we get back to the 88th, you know, in, in addition, during the interim right now, we, we've, we filed for an interim study so that uh, retired teachers could get a COLA. It's been over 20 years since, um, uh, they've been um, um, even, you know, given the the opportunity to to receive a cola. You I'm know, glad we, that we, you that you mentioned that the retired teachers, because I think the governor um, uh, has uh, denied all teachers uh, state um, uh, status. Um, we used to be state employees, now we're not state employees. Everybody else is getting; uh, they don't have to pay a, a, a copay or a what do you call it? Not a copay, the uh, yeah, you, you know, Ms. Bautista, you 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 hit the problem right on the head. Yep. The the, the problem is we we have a Republican-driven um, majority party who believes that 
all the red meat issues that they can throw out there that exactly. aren't helping Texans. In fact, they're hurting Texans. Mm -hmm. You know, why aren't we spending more time um, on uh, or passing Medicaid? You know, we live in one of the, the best economic states in, in, in the country, yet we have so many, so many Texans who are underinsured or don't have insurance. How many Texans could we have? I, the, the, the data I've read is a million Texans could have benefited from insurance had we, take, had we taken that up and passed it. Yes. The power grid, you know, what's going to happen if, when, if we get another uh, of those devastating um, winter storms? You know, our, our brothers and sisters in Texas are going to are going to die again. You know, and, and as a result of that last freeze where the power grid failed, you know, over seven hundred people perished. You know, those are issues that we should have been um, focusing on, that we should have been um, um, addressing and doing better. Yet, because we are the minority in a red state, the the the, the Republicans were able to pass the bills that they wanted, that they needed for their reelection. Yes. You know, they were able to they were able to convince fellow Texans that there was an issue and they, that we needed to solve. There was no issue. We had the secretary of state and even Governor Abbott at one time during um, uh, before the session said that the 2020 elections were some of the were, were the safest ever in our state. Yes. Yet suddenly we go back, we go into session and the Republicans had to create an, a problem to come up with their solution to to better to to make the red party happy about voter restrictions well, well it's called the forced re-election or forced you know the, the they're wanting to force us to elect them without them having to prove themselves like you're you're proving yourself and, and that's what i was going to ask you you know you, you have your as your opponent proven herself um with El Paso ones, you know, because if 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 um, that's what we need, we need people to to prove themselves to, to, and and be you know loyal to El Paso ones, and and we know that, like for instance, right now I, I think if I if I'm not mistaken, I read I read where Beto O'Rourke is, is is tied with the governor. And, so so the, yeah, well I I can address the issue. Um, I, I can I can assure you, Mr. Batista, Mr. Zavala, that um, we our, our my campaign will not be outworked. It will not be outdone. We 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 are we're already walking. We're knocking on doors. We're already making phone calls. We're, we're not going to be outworked. And, and what I can promise the the constituents, the biggest difference between uh, my opponent and myself is I show up to work, I show up to vote, and I show up on time. And, and those are three things I don't believe that that my opponent um, can can honestly say. Yeah. And one thing before we we go forward, forward Mr. Fiedo and uh, the viewers, <clears throat> I want to applaud you and your office. Just to give you a little a quick background, folks. Um, when the pandemic started back in March of well, I guess March of 2020, people's disabilities got impacted in many ways. And when I say impacted, it came true to light of the flaws that were in the system were crystallized. And what I mean by that is accessibility or access to information, either by social media, uh, even the TV alerts, uh, you name uh, uh, the testing, even now with the the, 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 the vaccine. That's so it. what was happening is a lot of times the TV alerts would come on, like myself, and they would just make, my wife had to read it to me, and or social media posts were talking about, oh, go get tested here, but they weren't giving 
um, there are pictures or posters, I can't see it, people with visual impairment, or testing sites were not accessible, either for someone that uses a wheelchair. So Mr. Fierro, his office, David Stout, Veronica Escarbad, uh came into play, and no hesitation. As a matter of fact, um, I don't know how, how long you, there was this, a weekly meeting where we had for a while. I, I had to leave because my obligation to work, but I do want to applaud that, uh, uh, Mr. Fierro, you and your office, for taking the initiative of making sure our issues were addressed, and they have been, thank God. Uh, and not only for folks, you have to understand, not for now, but God forbid, something in the future. Now we have those those methods in place that will help our future constituents or people with disabilities that are voters be able to access the information. So I want to say thank you, Mr. Fierro, for doing that. No, no, no. Thank you. Uh, thank you for everything you do. You know, our office, and I'm very proud of our staff, um, of our team. Uh, you, you know, a representative is only as good as his, his team. And and Catherine Lagodia, our, our chief of staff, um, of course, Sandra Lopez in Austin, she's our legislative director, and Ralph Noriega, he's our, our daily constituent um, a liaison here in, in El Paso. Oh, they, they, they worked they worked and worked and worked, especially during the pandemic. You would not believe um, how many hours and I have the phone bill to prove it, how many hours our office invested in assisting people with uh, workforce claims. With, with um, Because again, you, you know, we had a situation, we went from from a, a very manageable number of people trying to, to, to file unemployment claims to a number that just no one could, could conceive that it was gonna go that high. And so our office volunteered, um, we, we had, um, especially uh, Ralph spent hours and hours and hours and hours. He he got to know everybody at the Workforce Commission by first names. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was really I, I was really proud of our team. That that's why when when Governor Abbott um, threatened the uh, the legislature with with um, um, vetoing Article Ten, which is uh, the funds that that fund our our staffs, I, I, I knew that he wasn't serious about it because. There's not an office in that building on the Senate side, on the House side, anywhere in that building that could be productive without their staff. Yes, and, and and so that, that's why it, it gave me a little bit of, of comfort knowing that that he, he could make that threat. But truth be told, when it came down to it, he was going to realize that we couldn't we, we needed our staff the, the the legal support, everyone in that building working together to get things done. You know, it's funny you say that, Mr. Fiedo. You, you, you're you going to remember this, Mr. Bautista. Last week, this came up also with uh, Sissy Bird and yeah. uh, regarding how politicians, when they're running for re-election or just running for whatever, it's I, me, I, me, <clears> I. <throat> yeah. And I noticed right now, Mr. Fiedo, you haven't done that. You say my staff, our staff. And that's what people need to hear. You need to hear this information because a 30-second bit on KBIA or KTSM, you don't get the information. That's why we want to bring these uh, the candidates on board so they could discuss their policies. So let me ask you this before you know it comes to an end. Sure. Mr. Fierro, what can you tell your constituents or the voters to vote for you? I can tell you that the, the bills that, that we file, the bills that we champion, the bills that we got, the seven to ten bills that we got out of the House, that, that there were bills to benefit our community, to benefit our um, Texas as a whole. They, they weren't bills that were um, <clears throat> to make art look better, to make uh, art friends look better. 
There were bills that were set out to make to help people. There were bills that were focused on on students um, not having so much debt when it comes to college. There were there were bills that were focused on on, on making elections um, easier, not harder. There were bills that 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 were focused on telemed. Those are the bills that we championed. Those are the bills that that I very proudly put my name, put my staff's names on it, and and put. Um, the, the constituents of District 79's names on it. So, so that's what what I can tell the voters is, vote me, send us back to Austin, and we will continue to make you proud. We'll continue to show up to work. We'll continue to vote. Um, the my our conscience will continue to vote with for the the constituents of, of District 79 and Texas, and and we'll we will continue to make El Paso and the community proud by working together as one, one, one cohesive group. Thank you. That's what so you're going to get if you vote Arth back into office. Just bring this all the way around, Mr. Friedel. I should have done this at the beginning. I do apologize. So give a background so people that heard the name, but don't know the man. You know, you know where you're from, what school you went to. and Absolutely. You, you know, I, I'm a very proud El Paso. Um, I, I went to... Uh, I can tell you, uh, in, in one of the the new precincts we have is a precinct that I grew up in, that where where my mom still lives, and uh, and where I went to elementary school, Hillside. Um, I went to Ross, and, and 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 the reason I bring that up is is today at a community meeting there was a, a fellow a school member, uh, a, a young lady, um, that, that went to Ross and Hillside, and and she still lives in that area, and we were talking about. Um, and, and she was excited about the opportunity of us getting to to represent her. So, so I'm very proud about that. I'm, I'm very proud that I attended uh, Burgess High School, uh, El Paso Community College, and uh, UTEP. And, and so, our, my roots are in El Paso. Um, me and my wife uh, choose to to raise our daughter here. Um, we feel safe here. We 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 love that that. Uh, my daughter's teachers. We love the opportunity for us to to, to continue to be El Pasoans. I, I, I would tell you that uh, prior to to running for this seat, I had the honor, privilege <clears throat> to serve uh, um, on the El Paso Community College. And, and you 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 talk about a family, and, and you talk about people who who dedicate really their heart and their souls to 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 an issue, to to a project, to to their work. It's it's the staff faculty of El Paso Community College. I mean, you you you. It just goes. We can go on and on and on on all the awards they've done on ex, on how accessible they are to students. And, and it, to me, uh, that was the proudest moment uh, of my elected career is serving as uh, on that board for 13 years, at 10 of them as chair of the board. So, uh, my my heart is in El Paso. Um, and I, it's, it's been a privilege to serve these two sessions and, and I hope, and I will continue the 88th, 89th to continue to serve and do the very best that, that my office can do, that we can do for the constituents of district 79 in El Paso County. Amen to that. Yes, sir. Do you have any questions before we go on, Mr. Bautista? No, I just want to thank him for, for his service. And, uh, we do hear a lot of, uh, of you out in the community, uh, we know that the name is is well known. People know who you are. Uh, just continue doing what you do. 
let us know what's going on in the in, you know at the at the state level and um just uh, thank you for for being who you are yep thank you sir and well before we leave there's two things i wanted to do before we go first thing uh, uh mr Fiero, if somebody wants to donate volunteer or just reach out to you how can they do that oh absolutely you, you know uh, i would love the opportunity to to answer address um uh, talk meet with with anybody who would like to uh, that you can reach me at 915-630-6480 that number you can text you can call uh, leave a message I'll, I'll return your call if i don't answer immediately and he will call he will return the call people he's not like other yeah, people like, <laughs> that we dealt with uh, and then finally uh, my our demographic is individuals with disabilities and i encourage you like i've done i'm going to do with all candidates i should have been doing this since the get-go i've been doing this for seven years uh is, is encourage you mr Fiedo, and all candidates that are possibly watching this to make all your material accessible and all your rallies and uh, uh i guess uh, fundraisers accessible what i mean by that you know the restrooms the pathways for persons that use a wheelchairs or people that are blind the, the pamphlet you know has some kind of qr code so that i do encourage i think it's my responsibility to tell all candidates that um and just to make sure that you know people with disabilities are included as, as voters because we do vote we do oh vote, no I, you know? absolutely and, and you know i i need to thank you um because you, you have educated myself and my team uh when it comes to this issue i i mean we, we cannot thank you enough for for what you've you've shown us and and, and i can't thank you enough for when we don't do it <laughs> I, we can always count on on a call from from mr uh so, so i love saying hey you know, bringing it to our attention and and, and i don't I, I enjoy your calls i i enjoy you reaching out to us i just wish you you know it, it, it wasn't always because we did we, we need to fix something but but we're but we appreciate it and and we are um thank you for the education and, and we are working very very hard and diligently to make sure we address everyone's <laughs> long, needs as long as you don't do like my mom when she Rest in peace. When she's like, come on, play, guys. But that's terrible for no, you. <laughs> I, I, can, I can promise you that that won't happen. It, <laughs> Not yeah, really. Well, I, I need to thank you for 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 how you've educated myself and our team um, um, to to make sure that we're accessible to everyone, and well, that's our the goal. Re the reason why, Mr. Fredo, is because I've seen it, and especially when I was former coordinator for Rev Up Texas, which is a uh, a, a nonpartisan initiative to have uh, people with disabilities vote, and what caught me got me into this game of talking to candidates is because I remember one time uh, a friend of ours, she uses a wheelchair, and called me. She was upset. She almost crying. I can't vote, and she was, you know, she was a dedicated, you know, patriot. She likes to vote, and she was, I can't vote. I'm like, why? Because I can't get into the, the the place to vote. I'm like, what? And yeah, the, you know, at that time there was no pathway. Or yeah. I think it was broken. And I'm like, wow, that and so the candidate lost a vote. Gotta know that one vote might take you over the 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 winning line, you know. But hopefully now with this kind of discussion, more candidates would be just like you, Mr. Fiero, step in the game. Not only walk it, but do it. And which you yeah. have done, like I said previously. But again, Mr. Fiero, thank you. Wish you so much luck this coming March, right? Yes, sir. March. March. I wish you so much luck. Um and any last words before back. we go? Mr. Mr. Bautista. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, he's welcome to come back and and uh, bring him some new news, or uh, welcome to come back and 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 
discuss some, some of the issues or more issues. Oh, absolutely. I, and I will take you up that. on that. Yeah, you will. I, I enjoy yeah. I, I, the opportunity to get to, 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 to dialogue with both of you. So thank you. Very, and, and your audience. So thank you thank very you. much. I look forward right? to it. <laughs> well, Mr. Fiore, like I do with everybody, I salute you, sir, for what you've done for our community and wish you the best luck in this coming election. Mr. Bautista, wish to see you, I guess, next week when we have uh, David Stout. Uh, yes, um, sir. I think so. so. You know, before you cut me off, and you mentioned Dave, uh, Commissioner Stout, you know, kudos to him and, and the hard work he did on uh, redistricting and make, trying to, to make sure that there was no gerrymandering when it came to the, the county's um, areas and, and how, how it was done. They did, the, the, the commissioners and the county judges as a whole, they did a great job. They, they put together a commission. I thought they, they worked very well together. Hats off to them. But it, it was Commissioner Stout who, 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 who really took the ball and ran with that. So kudos and to it, him. And it is funny that, uh, you know, going on to what you said too, uh, Mr. Pedro, it's funny when a politician, I guess, steps out of the box. Like when he was helping with Duranguito, he was down there in, in Duranguito, and everybody's like, what is he doing there? Hey, he's not supposed <laughs> to be. He's not from here. He's, I'm like, wow, really? We got you know we got that you know segregation in our minds so fast. It's just amazing. It really is. No, but our community is made up of so many wonderful people, and that's why yes. I love our I love El Paso. And and, and I, again, there's nowhere else I'd rather live. Uh, but I mean, look at the, what what you're doing for our community. You and Mr. Savat. Uh, uh, I mean, you all. I'm sorry, Mr. Bautista. It, it's just great work that you do out of the passion. To make our community better, I'm sure you're not doing it for the money, but it's yeah. it's uh, you you do it, and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of hours. And, and again, you're, you 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 all are just examples of what our community is made of. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you. Kind words, all right. Well, I salute you, sir. I wish you luck. You're more welcome to come back whenever you want. Everyone, we'll see you. I guess next week with Mr. Davis Stout. Bye bye. Uh, all right. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you.